Hey, everyone. This is Prashant, and I'll be your host for this section of the Mailman podcast called 321 with Mailman. To quickly talk about the format, the guest will be required to share three ideas or books they live by, two people they look up to, and one productivity trick they find super useful in their everyday lives. For those of you who do not know about Mailman, Mailman is a simple email plugin that sits on top of your existing email client and delivers your emails in batches, at times pre-selected by you. Hence, minimizing distractions, facilitating deep work, and making inbox zero an everyday reality. You can start a free trial at mailmanhq.com. That is M-A-I-L-M-A-N-H-Q.com. You can find the link in the description below. Today, we have Emma with us. Emma is the founder of Gen Z Mafia, a community of budding Gen Z creators and builders. She's also one of the first employees at OnDeck, a leading fellowship that has now grown to 150 plus employees. Another interesting fact about her is that she's one of the early pioneers at Pioneer.app, and that's what jump-started her career, as she says. Emma, we're so glad to have you here. I'll now let you introduce yourself, because it, it, it has really been a tough task for me to sum it up in this short intro, but t- take us to a greater depth in this. Uh, who are you? Thank you so and, much. Yeah, what got you here? Yeah. Um, so as a kid, I grew up in North Carolina and I actually found out about the tech world and the startup world pretty late. Um, Twitter really helped with that. Uh, I found out about Pioneer and I met all of these young people who are kind of like outsiders in their own city and I connected with them. And that was one of the most pivotal moments in my life, just realizing that there are all these people that share my ideas about the world uh, and share my passions of just being really creative and wanting to build things. Um, And after One Pioneer, that uh, connected me to a really amazing community. It brought me out to SF. Um, it, It gave me kind of a jumping off point and a way to, to, point to like this thing that I built um, to show people kind of how I think about the world and why I think it's important. Um, just just has a bunch of my values baked into it. I think when you build something, uh, it, it definitely holds your essence and your beliefs of the world in a way that people can see that no other medium can. Um, so I joined on deck because I really wanted to help more people start companies. I, I just love startups so much. I want them. I want there to be uh, even more incredible startups than there are already. And um, yeah, the team's amazing. They were a great place for me to start my career and just learn a lot and be connected with all of these incredible and very established people. Um, and I think network is one of the most important things. So that, that also really helped me with that. Um, and then... About a year ago, I made Gen Z Mafia because I was talking with friends in North Carolina um, and I kind of wanted to give them more of what I had. Uh, It was so weird to me because, you know, when I first met them, I saw them as so much more connected than I was. Um, But then after moving to San Francisco and working at On Deck and being part of Pioneer, uh, I felt like I probably was more connected to like these young Gen Z builders than they were. And I, I wanted to kind of introduce all of them and let them get a taste of kind of what I was able to experience that uh, just really helped me uh, and made me feel really at home and supported. 
And so I made Gen Z Mafia and then my friends invited their friends and their friends invited their friends. And, you know, through like Twitter tech, uh, we also grew a lot. And yeah, that's um, basically the story. Yeah, so that sounds pretty exciting. And oh, when, when I heard your story, I see, I noticed that it, it's a very, you know, wide variety that's in there. So you started out uh, at Pioneer and the, the project that you did at Pioneer was a hard tech project, right? And then you moved into software and, and you're now working at software at OnDeck, right? And then you are also into community building. And you also mentioned to me before this that you're into fashion and also some other things, you know, and design, right? So how do you how did you manage to get into so many things, and how do you manage your time around all these things? Community building, software, and you're saying that you're also playing around with your private projects. So how do you manage the time to do all of this and be good at these? Um, yeah. So I think one of one things one of the pieces of advice that I really reject is the concept of um, just picking one thing to be really good at because it just never really fit with um, wh what I wanted to do. Uh, I honestly, I don't do all of these things in parallel. I go into deep, really focused, uh, obsessive phases of them. So for example, the hardware project, I was just, um, I was doing like online courses, uh, like MIT MOOCs, um, trying to learn everything about like circuit design uh, and just being becoming super, super obsessive, obsessive over it. And that obsessive period lasted about four months. And I think when I'm really, really focused on something, I it's much easier uh, to learn it really well than if I'm doing it um, in parallel with a bunch of other things. Because it's all I think about at night you know, as I'm falling asleep, I'll like still have it running in my mind and I'll write it down. Um, or if I'm, if I'm doing something with fashion, the fashion I did, uh, I would say like age nine to 13 tech kind of 14, um, to 19. Those are my really obsessive phases. Uh, and yeah, it's just like constantly running. It's a mode that just runs in your mind. Um, and then I also, I just love exploring and learning and it's so easy to do. It, it's, it feels like a, I don't know, it, it feels like as good as, you know, what some people consider like watching movies or any other hobby. I uh, just like something I really enjoy. Yeah, and, and the timeline you mentioned is a typical Gen Z timeline that, okay, I started doing this at nine and this at 12, yeah. this at 15, right? So yeah, yeah that, that that never fails to amaze me how some people can really start that early doing incredible stuff. And then by the time they are 20, they have a bunch of things that they are excited and interested in. And actually they have hands-on experience doing yeah. those things, right? That's crazy good. I, and that's, yeah, go ahead. I'm really fortunate um, because my dad is an electrical engineer. My mom's a teacher. And so I, I definitely got a lot of support. Um, just my dad being able to bring me to his electronics lab or uh, help me build robots um, and just teach me how all of this works. And my, my dad's, uh, he has a lot of inventor qualities and just being able to work on small projects with him when I was really, really little I would say like probably starting at age five, um, it really 
helped me kind of realize that this is possible, but also give me the bug of, I want to invent things. I want to build things. Um, any idea that I have can be made into reality. And it's one of the most satisfying things that you can do. Absolutely. And I guess uh, in that case, like you really got lucky with parents. And I don't know if someone said it, I think Sam Altman said it, that uh, one of the, the one of the most important factor uh, that only luck determines is the kind of parents that you have and you can change that thing right and uh, yeah since, since you got <laughs> right right so since you got parent parents who were already in that space and encouraged you to get exposed to that really early that helped you have this you know timeline which is really really great and you're at a good stage when you're in already in your 20s you're already interested in so many things and you know can give tips on a lot of varied areas and you know and that's great to have that mentality that okay any idea that i have can be made to reality and i can do it myself instead of waiting for someone else to do it that's a great mindset to have and i think that's the most important thing that you got early on yeah definitely so, yeah so now since we have talked uh, a lot about how interesting it is that what you've built till now uh, now let's move on to uh, your interests. So I have the three to one format waiting for you. My number one question for you today is what are the three ideas and books that you live by? Yeah. Um, so the main one that I've been thinking about a lot recently is most advice isn't uh, really good because it's it's too general and it's not fit for your specific uh, situation. And also many times, um, when you ask people about their success in life or about their uh, startup success, um, they'll tend to cover all of the ugly parts and leave leave out all the parts. You know, they're really struggling figuring out if they're doing the right thing, or they'll paint them in a in a beautiful um, light where they're good things. But uh, during like on the path to success, there are so many bad decisions that people make, and sometimes those bad decisions actually turn out good for them and they get lucky, but then they propagate those bad decisions. Like this is actually a good thing to do. And then they recommend it for other people like the move fast and break things um, or fail a lot. Like if you can avoid failing, it's probably good that you do. Um, and if you, so, so when taking advice, I think it's best to just have uh, a few people who are really close to you and understand your situation that you trust a lot and only take their advice and pretty much ignore everyone else's. I mean, take as much advice as you can, but filter it really well. Um, but yeah, the a lot of the stories, the famous stories that we hear are just, uh, I, I think it's important for um, young people to like write and, and share their beliefs now so that when they're successful, uh, you can kind of look back at this trail and see what they were actually thinking um, because it's definitely going to be rewritten to a more um, like sexy narrative uh, once they're successful. And then the other, the other thing is environment. Uh, if you could shape your environment, it's one of the most important things to learn to do um, because it, it decreases all friction in life. If you if you're able to control, you know, um, or, or shape who your friends are, uh, where you're living, what you're surrounded by day to day. If you're able to reduce the distractions, um, take out the stuff that you don't like and, and really streamline uh, 
your environment is just everything. Like living in North Carolina, I would not have been able to do anything compared to what I've been able to do in San Francisco. Um, so just knowing that, you know, I need to get out to the city or I need to make these friends or um, being able to do that. It, it's a subtle background thing that affects everything in your life. Um, and then the third one is a book. Uh, it's Start With Why. I'm actually reading it right now. And just the concept of um, people being really emotional, emotionally driven. And so, um, and the, the golden circle of uh, why, how, what, um, just figuring out if you're driven by what you really care about, your passions, your true self, your, um, that will that will be something that people are able to get behind and believe in much more than this is what I'm selling. Um, and I think all humans should want to inspire people and have larger missions uh, rather than, or at least this is how I, I feel, uh, rather than just try to sell things. Um, and, and just looking at people as, as people who are driven by emotions rather than uh, a lot of rational thinking. Um, you can also dismiss a lot of their... Uh, this goes back to the first point of, you know, if you ask someone to explain their story or why they chose something, they'll make up all of these like rational decisions. But the truth is it's emotional. Like, why am I doing what I'm doing? It's because I care about it, not because I've rationally decided, you know, oh, this is probably the most optimal thing for me. It's, it's like a completely irrational thing. It's like, I really want to do this in my life. And so I'm going to do it. And maybe I'll end up a starving entrepreneur. <laughs> Um, it's not a rational decision at all, especially entrepreneurship. Yeah, so th those are three great, uh, you know, ideas that you shared fundamentally. The last one is a book, actually. Uh, so the first one that you shared is that we need to filter the advice we receive. Uh, and I so, so agree with that because there are these entire books written about people and about, uh, you know, the, the other day, someone told me that they're reading this book called Tools of Titans and they have stories of all these amazing entrepreneurs and uh, what got them there. So the only thing I told my friend is that when you, while you're reading it, I remember that they are only trying to backtrack uh, what just got, got them here, right? Uh, just don't blindly copy that. Just see your context, your situation, and how much does it make sense to do what they're doing, right? So that point was really great that you need to see it from your perspective, that, that does it really fit? That, that does that advice fit, or maybe not? Right? Uh, in many cases, it might not. So you need to do that evaluation yourself instead of just blindly taking advices from anyone. Yeah, uh, actually, so that, that was a great one. Yeah, go ahead. I have one more thing to add on to that. Um, the the concept of I think the the invention of this life path where everyone follows the same exact path it, it's pretty new if you look all throughout human history, and it's one of the most destructive things. Uh, because humans are so different. And if if you try to copy people uh, and compare yourself to them, it's it's gonna end up really badly because um, you are only you can only be the best at being you. And if you don't do that, you are doing a disservice to the world because you are not giving them this like amazing and beautiful gift you could. Uh, and you're also doing a disservice to yourself because you're not um, being just fundamentally true to your core and true to yourself is one of the most fulfilling things. And 
even if it doesn't fit the mold of, you know, going to college or getting married at a certain time or um, doing the things that you're supposed to, uh, it's, it's a really worthwhile endeavor. And that yeah, comparison is, is really bad. Yeah. <laughs> Comparing yourself to others. Absolutely. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, because earlier, if uh, that, that point you made that right now we are living in the age where there is a wide variety of things that you can do, you can do in this world. And this variety wasn't as large. It, just maybe about 20 years back, you know, there were just a few set paths that you could follow. You could probably be an entrepreneur. You can probably uh, go into factory work or probably go into journalism. So there were broad categories that you could go into. But right now, with opening up of the internet, there are so many things you could do. And basically, you could you have to craft or carve out your own persona on the internet if you want to do something on the internet. There's so many tiny niches where entire you know wealth is being created. You know, someone is just speaking on writing. Someone is just speaking on marketing, or or even uh, you know minute things like you know maybe Facebook ads or community building. So, so many tiny things yeah. that you could just pick one of those that you feel that you really care about and you can just live your entire life just based off that, you know, and that's incredible. Uh, yeah, don't be afraid to build your own either. Absolutely, yeah. These are just the ones that are already into, you know, execution, you can feel free to invent your own, right? So we're, we're definitely living in very crazy times and I'm, I'm very optimistic about the future looking at this. Yep. So, and then the other idea that you mentioned about the environment, and I, I so agree with that, uh, that uh, even though I live in India, uh, so, but being on the internet, you know, opens up, it, I feel that there is a community on the internet as well. Uh, while it does matter where, where you're living, uh, it also does matter that where on the internet are you and what communities are you a part of. So both these matter, that, that your physical environment and your digital environment, right? Uh, and that can Definitely. shape where you end up. Uh, and my digital environment has really helped me, you know, throttle into the international startup community, getting in, in front of creators and how they're doing stuff, basically taking inspiration from a wide variety of people. And similarly in the physical environment, I attended a lot of meetups uh, when the COVID wasn't there. I attended a lot of meetups, got to meet new people, made new friends, and that got me in touch with the local community that becomes your, you know, strength that, you know, that there are people who always support you and that's simply incredible. Uh, so that, that one definitely is super important, your environment, and you should be deliberately choosing your environment. You can't simply, yes. you know, a lot, what a lot of passively. people do, yeah, do is uh, they just passively accept what they have right now. So if, if they don't have, you know, great friends, uh, they just accept that, okay, these are my friends, I can do much about it you can probably change your friends, maybe that's possible. Maybe add new friends, you know, or maybe help them become better, you know. You know, you can do a lot of things. You can change your environment. That's also a possibility that most people aren't aware that that's a possibility. Like in your yeah. case, you change, you, you did change the place that you were living at, right? And that changed the entire trajectory for you. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you are a product of your environment. You're a product, you know, of the five closest people to you. Uh, you're a product of the books that you read the articles you read, the Twitter feed you have. Yeah, and, and that's what uh, this shortcut is all about to, you know, understand what are some interesting people reading and what are what are they consuming, what's their digital environment and what's getting into their head so that other people can probably follow it, right? That's the whole idea of it, to get to know their environment, their mental environment. 
so that's that's the reason. And and those are all very deep ideas. So these are not just simple books that you can buy and read. You will need to think about them and maybe apply them to your life. So my, my next question to you in this format is, uh, who are the two people that you look up to uh, and why? Yeah, this is a really difficult question. Um, I feel like everyone in my life I look up to in some way or they wouldn't be in my life. And I, I do find common themes for people I admire. Uh, one person I admire is my grandmother um, on my father's side. She grew up in Peru. She wasn't allowed to be educated. She's part, uh, she's indigenous and faced a lot of racism and she's a woman and she worked on the fields and um, she was basically forced to, you know, this is your path that you have to follow. You're not allowed to be educated. You're not allowed to, um, you know, you have to get married, settle down, you know, have your husband provide. And she kind of just rejected all of that. Um, and she started a restaurant business and worked really, really difficult or really hard to send her children to the best school that she could. Um, and I, I admire, I hear so many stories about her uh, and how she's just a really uh, stubborn in a good way. Um, and she was able to kind of reject all of the pressure from family, from friends, socially, uh, to live a certain life and instead live the one that she thought was best for herself. And it, it definitely was because without her hardship and doing all the hard work that she did, my father wouldn't have been able to go to go to school. He wouldn't have been able to study uh, engineering. He wouldn't have been able to, you know, go to America. And yeah, so, so that's one person. Yeah. Another person I admire, it's so difficult to choose. Uh, I would say probably one of my first friends in San Francisco, uh, Nick Donahue. And we actually initially met in North Carolina at this entrepreneur event. And he was one of the first entrepreneurs I met and he had so much energy and was pitching his startup and was running around and, and giving people cards, making them download his app. And I was so excited by his energy. Uh, and then I later reconnected with him in San Francisco because we had both one pioneer um, and just listening to him talk. And he, he's just full of so much passion and so much drive and uh, he's, he's the kind of person who um, can just enthrall himself with an idea and work on it tirelessly and just have a really strong vision that he holds on to and can convey to other people. Uh, he's also pretty shameless. And, and this is uh, not just a quality I admire in him, but um, be, kind of being able to like cut through the BS, cut through... Um, like not try to kind of uh, cut around certain ideas and just like tell you exactly what he's thinking and, and not try to sugarcoat it. And I really admire when people do that um, because sugarcoated uh, advice is not, is not helpful at all. Yeah, that, that's so true. And, uh, and, and, and that's really great. Uh, the two people that you shared uh, firstly, about your grandmother, I love the fact that you acknowledge the hard work that your parents and their parents did to, that actually got you here because a lot of people just forget about it and just go forward with their own lives. 
uh, which doesn't really make sense because if they didn't do what they did, you would not be here, right? Uh, so that's Absolutely. a great one. Uh, and the other one that he shared, uh, would you like to share his uh, Twitter maybe so that uh, our audience can follow him? Yeah, it's um, Primal Nick, P-R-I-M-A-L-N-I-C-K. Okay, great. So that way our audience can easily follow him and follow his journey as well. Uh, and I'm sure, as you mentioned, uh, he'd be great at what he's doing. Uh, although, I, I, uh, honestly, I wasn't aware uh, before this about him, but now I'm going to go and go shoot a follow. So thanks for recommending. Yeah, uh, I think so, yeah go ahead. he's probably going to have, be one of the first people to have a unicorn in Gen Z Mafia. Oh, great. That's great. What, what company is he working on? Uh, he's building houses with Atmos. Oh, nice, 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 nice. Yeah, but okay. he, he just has that mindset of like where, where it just feels right and it feels like it's on the path for him. Right, I get it. Yeah, definitely sounds like an exciting person to follow. them completely do that. Uh, coming on to my last question for you, uh, that is that what's the number one productivity trick uh, that you find really helpful? This is a new one I've implemented in my life. Uh, start before you feel ready. Uh, start when it's an idea. So I, I struggle with ADHD. And this means that I have impulses to do things at different times. And so actually following my impulses rather than trying to think through too many things uh, has been really beneficial for me. For example, if I have an idea for something to build, I'll just build it right now. Or if I have, uh, like, I, rather than putting something on a list, um, I'll just go study it right now and then put the notes on a list. Um, and just not taking pauses and just if it, if it takes five minutes or you know, 30 minutes and I have the time, I should just do it right now or I should carve out my schedule so it can work. Uh, so I can do it when I'm most excited about it rather than trying to force myself to do it later. And yeah. it's obviously not possible for everything, um, mm -hmm. but it's better than putting it on a list and getting to it later when you no longer have the same energy behind it and thoughts behind it. Yeah, that's a really interesting trick that you shared. And I feel that more people should be following it. Because what, mo what most people do is just, uh, something exciting comes to, them, comes to their mind, they put it down somewhere and then they think, okay, I'm gonna look into this later. But that later never comes. Or even if it comes, they're not at the same excit excitement level. Like you said, you, you should utilize that initial excitement that comes with a new idea and try to get some you know, headway into that idea. You know? So yeah, that's good one. I, yeah. I think more, more people should be using this, just uh, getting onto it right away. Uh, going into it yeah it's great yeah oh i have another one uh if i can edit being bored um mm -hmm. letting yourself kind of uh have no stimulus where you could just think about ideas like going on walks and just thinking you know not having a podcast or an audiobook or music like when you're in the shower and just giving yourself a lot of space for your thoughts to kind of percolate because we have all of these random thoughts i think building up in our mind if we don't give them space to be heard. So I find that that's where the inspiration comes. And then as soon as I have that inspiration, I can just do it right now. Um, and so just giving myself space to kind of think about uh, nothing and just let it come to me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's another great one uh, that I feel, again, is more, very important for a lot of people out there uh, because since nowadays we are so connected, we are all the time into devices and all the time consuming information. 
uh, but we're never really giving our brain some space, like you said, to you know let that uh, information breed into something good, and you know maybe if it could produce new ideas and do that, but it would need some space to do that. If you just keep consuming, then your brain will not have the time to play around with that information. Yeah, that's really good one. To actually that, use it. Yeah. And, and for that reason, I've uh, personally I've included nature walks in my everyday uh, schedule so that, you know, sometime uh, in the day, in the morning, I'm just out in the nature without any devices, just walking. And that at that time, actually my best ideas come during that time. And I'm able to organize my life a lot better during that time. So that it's definitely helpful. I totally recommend it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's sure. a, a mm. common trait in many successful people. It's just going on walks in the morning or just yeah. every day and thinking about things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so uh, that brings us to the end of this uh, episode recording. And uh, I would like to ask you that if anyone wants to follow your journey uh, and if, whatever you're doing right now, what would be the best place for them to do that? Uh, just on Twitter, uh, Emma L. Salinas, E-M-M-A-L-S-A-L-I-N-A-S, uh, and Gen Z Mafia. It's just Gen Z Mafia uh, on Twitter. For sure. Uh, I'll make sure to put uh, both these links in the description below so that our audience can simply get there in the click of a button. Uh, thank you so much for doing this, Emma. I hope you enjoyed. Yeah, thank you so much for having me.